previously on the Infinite Escape Room. Can I stick my head in Chris's internet history? There are no bobbles. Would we fail if I whacked James Corden, chopped his body up and set it on fire with a candle? He is a piece of shit. Is Gunther an immigrant? And welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse pals meet up, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm Dom, and I am drinking a Bailey's coffee for Tis the Season. God damn. Um, and with me on this cold winter's night, we have... I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, and tonight I am drinking a McEwen's Champion, the uh, the end of, um, and I have a Shepherd's Neem 1698 also lined up. Wow, ID, good vintage. They age that in like oak barrels. It, it's <laughs> thrice hopped. It says that much. Bottle condition. Like a sheep. <laughs> Ferment bottle. Natural sediment. Ooh, that doesn't sound appetizing. <laughs> Is it one of those bottles that you can't, you have to store upright uh, yes, and pour yes. carefully? Otherwise, you get. I like the, the way it goes. Only local hops, malted barley, glucose syrup. <laughs> Only local <laughs> glucose syrup. <laughs> this is local uh, drink for local glucose syrup. We'll have no real trouble here. It says nothing about being barrel aged for a few centuries. I mean, I'm a little bit wary about the prospect of a beer that can separate. That doesn't sound appetizing at all. I have had it before. You think they should be monogamous forever? Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, the, uh, one of the uh, one of the breweries in Milton Keynes has um, sediment-heavy beer. Their their porter oh, has concrete cow. a um, uh, no. What's the other one? There's a reason sum. I didn't name Black drop. Sum. Yep, that's them. Um, it's really really nice, but yeah, it does have sediment at the bottom, and they have a big thing on the label saying. Um, be very, very careful when you pour. Don't drink from the bottle, that sort of thing. And I noticed that label after I had served someone a bottle of it in a glass. And as I passed it to them, I was like, Ooh, what's, what's that in the bottom of their drink there? And then I noticed it. But um, as it was, my shift was ending. So I didn't tell anyone. As I always say, uh, if you're going to put it in your mouth, it should be warm and chewy. <laughs> That's a hand. Right, that's, like, that's not even relevant, really, is it? You've just been waiting for a chance to say it. For decades. As I always say, as of this moment, this is not my catchphrase. <laughs> I have always said that about a beer, to be fair. No, okay. Um, who's next? <laughs> and I'm Jamie, and tonight I'm drinking the contents of the back of my drinks cupboard and the contents of the back of my fridge combined. It's vermouth and apple juice which has taken on oh, a rather shamey green colour, and it looks like it's been passed through Donald Trump. I was going to say, it looks like olive water, but it, it sounds quite nice. It tastes like it's been passed through Donald Trump as well, to be fair. Um, I mean, would recommend- I'll be honest, the only time I've had liquid collect at the back end of my fridge, it has been kind of yellowy. I'm not quite sure what happened, because both of the ingredients were semi-transparent, at least. And now they've taken on this almost radioactive colour. On the webcam, fact as well like that it's sample. It, it, does it looks very... like yeah, the Wicked Witch of the West had a UTI, basically. That's how it... Uh... 
And I'm Mike, and I'm drinking uh, another glass of delicious 19 Crimes, um, which is, oh, I say it again, 19 Crimes, send us some goddamn wine. I feel we've shouted you out on the podcast often enough. It's good wine, but we need free wine. Yeah. We have to hear the podcast to, to respond, though, right? We'll send it, it to them. It can happen. Yeah. Neil Patrick Just, Harris could let them know. Just send us the corks. I need I need to complete my collection, 19 Crimes. Come on. Yeah. Send Jamie oh, the corks course. and send me the wine. I'll buy the wine, but just give me more corks. Also, I'm going to very quickly call Ben out on his um, his warm, grassy beer thing, because uh, when we were at university together, we would actively seek out pubs, um, which old men frequented. Um, I don't want to hear the rest of this story, Mike. Because, because <laughs> they would serve the sort of beer that Ben really, really liked, the kind of the old sort of, you know, the old British beers. But I've got this real thing about the fetishization of old British beers. We're like, oh, we've been brewing it to this recipe for 1900 years or whatever. And you're like, but it wasn't great then. Like, it was just, it was what was going. And I think a lot of British beer gets by on nostalgia more than taste. Good beer is cold. I agree with that. I think the best beer can be drunk at room temperature below. I think, I know if it's a good beer where I'm allowed to taste the flavor because you can drink it at room temperature and still enjoy it. That is a, mm. okay. That's a good point. But Ben, we did drink some grassy shit back at university, <laughs> like that proper kind of like farmer's welly boot runoff kind of taste. <laughs> oh, that's from Shropshire. <laughs> that's just oh we're kind of denigrating something here oh we nail this to a geographical location just so we can offend people about it <laughs> have you have you ever walked past the place i've said this before in the podcast i'm sure have you ever walked past the place where cows piss and it's got like a vinegariness to it that's what a shropshire beer tastes like <laughs> i've walked past i've never tasted it so i couldn't tell you no, no, it's, the, it's the smell of it it's like got a vinegary sort of twang in the air i first i thought you, you were talking about a pub called the place that cows piss i'm like that's a terrible name for a pub no one's gonna I go disagree. there i would only go there yeah. the cows would <laughs> i think pub names are boring these days how many king's heads do we need i mean we won on a on the walls of london right oh, yeah on, on the king. <laughs> right on <laughs> but um yeah no i i love i'd love more idiosyncratic pub names i mean to, to be fair every pub name usually has a story behind it so one called the place the cows piss is gonna have a guaranteed history <clears throat> There. <laughs> in the town I grew up in, they had uh, a pub called um, The Grapes, and it had a picture of a banana outside. Uh, because one April Fool's Day, some people stole the sign outside and replaced it with a banana. <laughs> That's brilliant. I absolutely love that. <laughs> love it. <laughs> right now, some of you may be wondering just what is the Infinite Escape Room? The Infinite Escape Room is a collective dream formed by the combined consciousnesses of you, the listeners. Every version different but the same, constructed from the recorded memory of our voices. A unique manifestation of the room we find ourselves trapped in, residing in the mind of each individual listener, meaning there is infinity, not only in the number of rooms, but also within each room itself, limited in its permutations only by the number of listeners. Every room! <laughs> escape room links to the next in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. One of us will present part of the Infinite Escape Room. This week, that's me. While the others try and solve it, that's them. <laughs> if they don't escape within the allotted time, then woe betide them. And if they break anything, they will lose their deposit which this week is gratitude. Oh. Um, that we give or receive? 
Yes. Okay. Oh. Thank you for that lovely deposit. Your your life will be um, <laughs> totally angry. <laughs> 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 Love it, Jamie. Absol- absolute filth. Before we begin, I would like to thank our Patreons for their continued support. And I will um, be honored to give a special shout out to um, a specific son of our supporters, uh, namely Hannah Toro, Ponya Bitehalvorsen, and Ryan Sparrow. Thank you very much to all of you for helping us live in our houses and um, wear non-scummy trousers. I am actually wearing jogging bottoms covered in mushy peas right now. <coughs> that's voluntarily, though. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, that's mushy peas that, that were inside you. <laughs> no, no, I mean, well, some of the mushy peas were, are, are inside me and other ones are ones that made it to my lap via my hand. <laughs> Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, aye captain. captain. Yes. <laughs> then, then let's enter the infinite escape room. You are all taking a well-earned winter rest from escaping rooms. You have no intention of escaping the room you're currently in. The cottage living room is cozy and lit by the glow of the softly crackling flames in the fireplace. Each snuggled into an amusing novelty jumper and an extremely comfortable armchair, you ruminate happily on the huge roast dinner, two servings of pud, three fistfuls of chocolates, and five litres of alcohol digesting in your bellies. Mm. In the dark of litres. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, five pints wasn't enough, and beyond that, it's ridiculous. So I had to switch to, uh, to metric. It's like I need a I wee like hearing the, this. <laughs> I quite like that eight pints is a gallon, which is a bucketful. Um, oh, well, uh, that's a, me- a measurement. A bucketful is that? Well, a bucket is generally a gallon, and a gallon is eight pints. So you drank a bucket oh. of booze. I like it. I dig yeah, it. Yeah, I can hmm. say that occasionally. Okay. In the dark of the evening beyond the windows, you can just about hear the echoes of carol singers and the happy swearing of drunks. <coughs> In the somnambulant toastness, you feel yourselves beginning to drift off. What better than a warm, well-fed nap? Sugar plum fairies dance around your heads as you snore. Then, all at once, the sugar plum fairies freeze and look about themselves worriedly. In a flash, they've all fled. A sudden chill wakes you up. The cosy cottage has gone. You're standing now in a snow-covered clearing in a primordial forest of trees. Above the trees, you can see a stark hill, barely visible against the dark of the sky. In the centre of the clearing is a waist-high stone plinth, Atop it is a square box wrapped in red paper tied up in green ribbon with a bow on top. You guys wanna uh, wanna do anything? Does this box appear to be ticking? Um no. It looks like an innocuous present left here for such 
strapping lads as yourselves. I'm a strapping lad. Can I open the present? You can. Um, you pull at the bow, and the uh, the box unfolds. Inside the box is a severed human head. Its hair is straggly, its skin sunken and lined. It seems to have only one eye. Ancient frozen blood is crusted around its neck stump and the remains of a beard. Suddenly, the face animates, and the lone, pale eye swivels quickly to each of you. The cracked lips open, and the head speaks. Good evening, merry gentlemen. Have ye no fear. I need your help, as the solstice is near. Time is of the essence, but you can help with the plan. And please, pay no heed if my rhyming couplets don't always quite scan. <laughs> Upon us is Modranict, sacred knight of the mother. But over time, her thanks have been taken by another. By a jolly fat fool, she has been supplanted, and her much-needed gifts are taken for granted. This eve, the mother can bring New Year's light, but if she feeleth spurned, we'll have eternal night. Ye must help me remove the threat of this other, this dastardly father that usurps the mother. Carry me to yon peak, and I will instruct. Without your intervention, we'll surely be in trouble. <laughs> Usurp the usurper, fair winter kin. Let Modranict now begin. Forgive me, my experience with severed heads in boxes is quite light, but is this Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> um, there's a resemblance, but uh, not played by said actress, okay. no. I thought I recognised the beard. <laughs> I thought, well, well, this, Jamie, when I saw you this nodding... This is a mystery vendetta appearing. <laughs> When I saw you nodding, Jamie, I thought you were like, ah, Modronic, of course. My honest Jamie's like history encyclopedia is already, is already like six steps ahead. But instead you were like, yeah, that severed head does sound a lot like Gwyneth Paltrow. What's in the bar? He's got a gammy eye as well and stringy hair and a little stump. Is there, is there a vagina-scented candle inside said box? Because if so, that's definitely Gwyneth Paltrow. Is that a thing? She sells um, candles that are scented, apparently, scented like her lady garden. There is a small candle on the plinth, but the um, unlit as it is, you still get a sense of the, the waft. Um, you'd say this is more armpit. Okay, not Gwyneth Paltrow. Cool. Brad Pitt. <laughs> the armpit of the legs. <laughs> yeah, it's Brad Pitt's the armpit oh. of the legs. I am using that one. I'll let you know how that one goes. I might not make it through. Do you need some antiperspirant? <laughs> Yeah, you should write those thrush adverts, Ben, that they play um, on QVC. Uh, so I suppose we're taking um, said severed head for a, little, a wee jaunt up the hill. Come on, Gwyneth. Let's take <laughs> Gwyneth. <laughs> okay, so you're you're taking the, the severed head and um, heading up the hill. Mm-hmm. ba The path up the hill winds through the trees. The snow crunches underfoot, crows peer at you from the branches and in the distance you can hear the howling of wolves you round the last bend and the ground levels out at the peak 
is a flat clearing surrounded by trees. The edge of the clearing is ringed by ten standing stones. The one nearest you is twice the height of the others. At the center of the clearing, two stones support a large flat slab forming a table. Just beyond it stands a solitary pine tree. The head gestures for you to enter the circle. Did it jar anyone else that they didn't rhyme? <laughs> um, I didn't notice until you said it. Now I can't unhear it in my brain. So thanks for that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Before we put, we go uh, near that, that table, that stone that's twice as high as the rest of them. Anything else about it that's weird? Not that you can see from here. You could probably see it much better if you entered the circle. Mm, that's just one quid at once. Not to be, not to be railroady. Could we throw the head into the circle so it faces the, the stone <laughs> and ask to describe it? Um, you surely can. You throw the head in. It, it swears nastily as it bounces along the floor um, and ends up facing back towards you. Um, so towards the outside of the circle that's nearest to you. And what did you want to ask? Uh, could you please describe the stone that is twice the size as all the others, please? The head licks its lips and says, Improvising is hard. You must speak in verse. So if you ask what I can't answer, I'll just mildly curse. Thanks. Thanks, Gwyneth. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to step into the circle. I'm going I'm I'm to bimble into that there circle. I'm halfway through this bottle of 19 crimes. Feeling pretty fighty and brave. <laughs> okay. Uh, entering the circle, um, as you pass that tallest stone, um, you can see that it has been hollowed out all the way up with an opening at the top and another on the front at the base, the front being what faces into the circle. Mm, like an oven. Within that lower opening, you can see cold ashes mm. in a pile. Above the hole, in the front of the stone, four metal hooks are embedded mm. into the rock, just in case that's uh, kind of confusing <coughs> description. Um, I've put an image in the chat. Ooh, lovely. Thank you. Ah, so festive. It is. Oh, like a little chimney. Editing Mike here, just to let you know that all of the images we mention will also be available in the show notes. Then the hooks, I, I imagine, would be for the hanging of certain socks. Are you all entering uh, the stone circle? Yeah, emboldened yes. by Mike's boldness. Step inside. Okay, as you all step in from the floor, the head says, Approach now the altar. For we must crack on. You have 35 minutes before all hope is gone. And your time starts now. Okay. So, uh, first things first, what's on the table? Or the altar? Um, Yep. So, on the stone slab is an earthenware jug containing uh, amber liquid. There's also a small cup and four piles of berries. Black, red, yellow, and blue berries. From your feet, the head says, Cast thine eyes upon the different colored berry. Crush them and place them in order in the sherry. When correctly infused, the drink shall glow. And into deep sleep, the drinker will go. Instruction is carved upon the altar. No couplets there but with rhyme 
you shan't falter. Hmm. Very good. Is it quite a big cup on the table? I would, I don't know. I don't know what you consider big. <laughs> would you it consider could, it small? It could probably hold about 330 milliliters. Okay, that's fine. It's just that if it's like a shot class, that would be like a couplet. All right, that was pretty good. You know Muppet's Christmas Carol, where the ghost of Christmas present literally <laughs> ages in front bed. of your eyes? <laughs> I feel like I just saw myself do that in the webcam. <laughs> Six new greys sprouted in my beard. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. hope you feel that was a good use of 40 seconds of your time. Ah, do. I do. <laughs> um, uh, can we take a look at the... Uh, you said that it, uh, the couple was their instructions on the altar. Can we take a look at the uh, the altar itself? Um, it is covered in about four inches of snow. So if anything's on it, you can't see right now. Are we able to clear the snow? Yeah. You'll get cold hands. I use my arm, my sleeve, and just... Nice. Your Teflon sleeve gets nary at all damp as you brush the, the snow off. Brushing the snow aside, you can see there are indeed words carved into the stone. The words are as follows. Blue is a colour that at night can be heard. Black is the colour of things that are past. Red is a colour that can slake any thirst. Yellow is a colour that should not be beckoned. And I see you're all diligently writing that down, but I'm going to put it in the chat for you anyway. Much appreciated for those Thank of us you. that didn't do that. Or, or can't read their Just own pretended. writing. <laughs> I, I've not come across the word slake before. Oh, really? That's a good word. Um, I, I mean, I've, always, I've only ever heard it in, uh, in terms of, of thirst. In which it means basically to satisfy. So I assume it means satisfy or quench. But I've never actually looked up the definition. It's one of those words that you learn through use only. You can only use it in context. So with the the clue that we were given is that there are no couplets, but rhyming will help us. And with the last word of each of those lines, heard rhymes with third, past rhymes with last, thirst rhymes with first, and beckoned rhymes with second. Oh, Jamie, you're an absolute... Brute. I love it. It's the vermouth and apple juice. I'm firing on all cylinders. <laughs> yeah, I just saw you like knock back a load of that as well. That, that was impressive. I'm surprised you can still see. <laughs> well, give it five minutes. Um, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we know the order then. Potentially. Um, which would be red, then yellow, then blue, then black. Yes. Taking kind of like the reverse course of a bruise. <laughs> it does. Mm. Now, what do we put those in order into the into the big amber jug? Or was amounts a thing as well? I'm trying to remember. Don't was it the correct amount, or is it just the correct order for the infusion? Might, we could just try putting that into the jug, couldn't we? Um, well, should we put it into the, one of the cups in case we fuck it up and ruin the whole batch? So we put the berries yes. into the cups and then pour the liquid on top, or, you know, or pour a cup of liquid out and put the berries in into the cup. That sounds good. Of course. Okay, so you're pouring some of the sherry into the cup. Yep. And then what are you doing? Uh, popping in a red berry, then a yellow berry, then a blue berry, then a black berry. Okay, you do so, they plop in. Nothing else seems to happen. Still at your feet, because you haven't yet been polite to enough to pick him up, Gwyneth Paltrow says, <laughs> You're going wrong and wasting time. Dost thou want to rehear my rhyme? Oh, yes, please, yes. Gwyneth. 
Cast thine eyes upon the different colored berry. Crush them and place them in order in the sherry. When correctly infused, the drink shall glow, and into deep sleep the drinker will go. Instruction is carved upon the altar. No couplets there, but with rhyme you shan't falter. Ben, do you want to smush the berries? Yeah. So could I please take another cup, do we reckon? Um, Or clean out the existing cup? I'm not sure how many cups we have. It's only one cup, but you're welcome to throw it on the floor. Let's throw it on the floor. The and contents, we'll, um, of course, not the cup itself. It's only plastic. <laughs> yeah. um, well, then, uh, just, I think probably go up to one of the trees and just sort of um, do that against one of the, the branches just to get anything out from... With the, the cup or just... Are you, are you weeing or fun? <laughs> it's got sherry in it. It's, can you it's explain for already? the listeners what do that is? Oh, uh, sort of take the take the the, the glass and you know, um, like a like one of the bottle washers that you get uh, with the, like a like uh, a giant pipe, a, a, mm. a stick, yeah, like a giant pipe. Basically, use the tree as one of them to wash out anything that was uh, was. Ben, I, I don't see residue. how snowy bird shit on a branch is going to be any cleaner <laughs> than a cup that was previously full of sherry. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why you will never reach the the peaks of hedonism, Michael. Yeah, that's true. It's not as piney fresh. Um, <laughs> Just trying to recreate that Shropshire brewery taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a that's a sponsor gone. <laughs> oh, they've been gone a long time. Uh, Welcome to Shropshire. <laughs> <laughs> could we could we then please take uh, a red berry and crush it lightly in the bottom of the. The cup. Uh, we'll then take a yellow berry and crush it slightly in the cup, uh, and then a blue berry, crush it into the cup, and then a black berry and crush it into the cup, and then pour some sherry atop. You certainly can. You do so. Um, as you pour the sherry onto the black, uh, on yeah, onto the, I guess the blackberry, but onto, because it would be on top, but onto the berries, um, the uh, conglomeration begins to glow a sickly yellow. Still from the floor, um, the head says, Place ye a cup at the base of the flue. The trap now is set, but there's more you must do. A trap is no good if we don't make him look, for we'll need some bait for the hook. (laughs) Our socks. My my accent's really... uh, the more I drink, the less I can maintain it. <laughs> I, I like, I like it. It's, it's definitely kind of, it's, it's crossing continents now. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, I socks, socks on a chimney, hooks. We could take our socks off, stick them on there, and yeah. uh, that might attract a festive chap down a chimney who we can then roofie <laughs> our, uh, our magical cocktail. That sounds good to me. So, um, I believe Ben is still holding the cup. Uh, what is it you're doing? Well, I'm just uh, so I think before we do anything with the cup, um, I'll place set it down on the uh, on the altar again. Um, just on the sock thing because I'm not in disagreement, but we've got four hooks. Or we have four socks. We have six between us, Ben, because we have two feet each. <laughs> I just who wants to go doubly cold? I'll, I'll go doubly cold. I'm yeah. I'm selfless. Okay. <laughs> As long as we can ask Gwyneth. <laughs> well, I did wonder whether we we put. Her on one of the stumps, on one of the. <laughs> okay, does does Father Christmas come down the chimney for a stockings or b heads? I feel like we're at a good time of the year to test this. You be the control, Michael. I don't want to ask too much of you. I will find out whether it's human heads or animal heads. <laughs> okay, this I is like good. That, that was the option: human heads or animal heads, not human heads or socks. 
Well, I thought you were doing the socks. You're the control. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid wine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So uh, say that again. What are you doing? So we're going to uh, each take a sock off and place it on a hook. And we're also going to, uh, I'm guessing the straggly hair on Gwyneth is slightly knotted. So we're going to hang her on one of the hooks as well. Okay. And then place the sherry on the, the stump. On the I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll use one of my trouser socks as well, rather than my feet socks. It's one of the socks I stuffed down there to impress Laura. <laughs> so she just really wants you to have large knees. <laughs> I was going to say really big knees. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you you do so. Um, Gwyneth looks a bit confused, but um, says nothing because uh, you know I couldn't prepare for everything. <laughs> <laughs> After a few seconds. There's a magical twinkling and a merry jingling, and you hear a scuffling sound near the top of the chimney stone. Scraping echoes down the flue, then someone drops into the fireplace with a bump. A fat man, dressed in red furs with white trim, his rosy red cheeks creasing above his huge white beard as he smiles. He stands up, sets his hat straight then hoists a large sack up onto his shoulder. Looking around, he notices you. He lays a finger against his nose and gives you a wink. He then turns to the three socks and the human head on the hooks. (laughs) But before his eyes lay upon them, he stops because he's noticed the cup on the hearth. He waggles his eyebrows at you over his shoulder, chuckling quietly, then reaches down and drains the sherry in a single draught. He smacks his lips, then yawns hugely. He looks around sleepily, then his eyes roll up and he drops backwards to the floor. Lying in the snow, rumbling snores judder out from his slack mouth. From the floor behind you, the head speaks up. Now the imposter elf has fallen asleep. He will safely remain under, as he has indeed fallen deep. Now open ye his sack and draw out what's within. On a pile of gifts, we shall present him. Aha, the candy cane of great significance. <laughs> <laughs> you can't reference the fact <laughs> you're gonna cause a paradox. <laughs> oh well. Can we have a look at the sack, please? Looking at the sack, um you can see that it is sealed closed with a metal clamp on which there is a triangular lock of some kind. Three zero to nine digit wheels sit at the points of the triangle, and a different number is engraved halfway along the edge between each of the dials. Um, if you're struggling to picture that, Ooh. oh, there it is. look That's, at that! Oh, Dom, that's beautiful. Editing Mike here again, available in the show notes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got a wonderful, look, golden-looking triangle lock. You've got your three number wheels on each of the three points of the triangle, then. Um, along the bottom, between the bottom two points, you've got the number 11. 
between uh, the right-hand point and the top of the triangle, you've got the number 16. And then between the left-hand point and the top of the triangle, you've got the number 13. And Very quickly, could we please try uh, three at the top, uh, five on the right and two on the left? That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, you can indeed. Uh, nothing happens. Bollocks! Ooh, what was you thinking with that? Uh, so three at the top was uh, 16 minus 13. Uh, on the right was 16 minus 11. And on the left was 13 minus 11. Oh, nice. I'll, I'll just to, just to describe the, the, uh, the picture I, um, exactly as, Tom, uh, as Dom even <laughs> described. Uh, Wait, Jamie just did this. Jamie, did you not? Wait, am I going oh, crazy? Did you? I did. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I was working out fast. <laughs> just, I can't do two just things. wasn't for paying attention to my fantastic description. It was so vivid, Ben. You weren't rhyming. You're a great you team, rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> rhyming and puns only, please, going forwards. Um, hmm. Interesting. Can we try? Four in the top block, seven in the bottom right, and two in the bottom left. It doesn't open, but the bottom right lock uh, remains as it is. Interesting. So the bottom right is seven, then. My logic with that was three and one is four, six and one is seven, and one and one is two? Hmm. So it's safe to say you got the bottom right locked in completely by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So why is that one seven? Hmm. Bottom left isn't three, is it? It's not, I'm afraid. Okay. We will run out of options soon, though, Ben, so keep them coming. <laughs> this is this is why I did up to 99. <laughs> <laughs> there were no right answers anyway, Ben, you brute, you fiend. Spoilers, anyway. spoilers. Oh, I mean, a future. Going to have to cut this. <laughs> You've just passed 18 minutes left. Okay. Why are you seven? Mm. Can I ask Gwyneth? Like, hey, Gwyneth, what's going on with this here lock? Gwyneth... Uh, licks his dry lips and says balls ah, if he can't he'll be profane if he can't um, give us an answer can we search Santa um, through yeah. his pockets and flaps <laughs> uh, yes you can you um, find a um, he's got nothing really on him except in his pocket um, you find a a note. So one of you can uh, can read the note you found. What does it say? What does it say? Ooh. Uh, it says, "Don't forget to decorate the tree before you go to work tonight." Smiley face. And then you got a little little tick list, uh, tinsel, baubles, bows, and something special at the top. Love, Mrs. Claus. Mwah, mwah, mwah. P.S. Remember your thermos when you go. Mwah. A lot of kisses in this letter, but I suppose she's his wife. And we've sort of abducted him. We've Ugh. abducted this family man. We're gonna have we're gonna have to wear his clothes and impersonate him when we go home to Mrs. Claus and just keep up that facade for eternity. This is the plot of the Santa Claus. Do you take turns for the uh for the Saturday night shag? <laughs> she is, I guess. Otherwise it's the draw, I suppose. Shortest straw. <laughs> It wouldn't shortest draw always be you, Mike. Hey. 
that's what the bonus uh, trouser socks are for. <laughs> Down like, quarter of an hour, <clears throat> 15 minutes oh, left, shit. I think. Yep. Uh, Dom, uh, can I try setting the bottom left lock to two and the top lock to four? Again? Oh, did I do that the first time? Uh, yes. Well, Jism. <laughs> it, it still doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Damn you, wine. Um, Slash brain. So let's, I'll step away from the lock for a second. I, I can say... No, I think you should stay focused on the lock. Okay, I'll stay focused on this lock. I can say that you were very close with your first method, but also doing things the wrong way around. Mm. So you were subtracting the first time. Yes. It was, the, it was the difference we were working out. Mm. Uh, so the, the first time we had three, five, and two going clockwise. Um, uh, from, five from the cor- clockwise from the top, sorry. From the top, yes. Yeah. Um, None uh, of those numbers are correct. No, but you said that the idea was correct-ish. Um, it's, but, it's in the right family of ideas. Right family of ideas, wonderful. And then uh, the, the bottom right is seven. So family of ideas and seven. Yep. So you don't need to be worrying about subtraction, particularly. Addition is more what you want to be thinking about. Which is why I think that six plus one equals seven. Hmm. Um, well, I think then, I feel like I tried that with the rest of the, the set. So yeah, bo- bottom it's two. Not, is the... It's not one, three, one, six, one, one. It's 13, 16, 11. Yeah, but if you add these together, if you add any of those together, you don't get seven. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, you get 20, 27 if you add those in. So we could try um, adding the 13 and the 16 to get 29, but cutting up the 20 altogether and just putting nine in that top spot. And then in the bottom left, add 13 and 11 together to get 24, cutting up the 20 and putting four into that left-hand dial. So nine at the top, four in the left, seven in the right. Okay. You put that in, and the lock opens. Woo, bloody hell, Jamie. What's amazing is that you got it right with the wrong method. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll take just a – I will even pause the timer to explain this one. So uh, I'm still not quite clear on how you got that answer. You're removing the removing the tens, right, and just going with the single digits. That's, yep. I added, added the two numbers together and took out and just kept the, the unit at the end. So we've got nine – so we've got nine at the top, seven at the bottom right – Four at the bottom left. Mm-hmm. So let's focus on the right-hand uh, side first. Um, we've got nine and seven. What's nine plus seven? Dun, dun, dun. Ah, 16. Along the bottom there, we've got um, seven and four. What's seven plus four? Eleven. Nice. So it was the, oh, the product of that. And on the top left, we've got um, whatever the remaining two are, uh, four and nine. What does oh, that make? Bloody hell, 13. So bloody. like I, triangle Sudoku. I will restart the timer. But yeah, <laughs> you've got, you got the right answer. Completely wrong method, and that's amazing in something as specific as this. There must be something mathematical about how you how that was able to work. Timer is restarting. So the the lock unclicks, and you're able to remove the clamp. Removing the clamp and opening the sack, you can see it is chock full of boxes, all wrapped in brightly colored paper and adorned with bows and ribbons. Can you remember why you, why you were trying to get very much so. We need to put Father Christmas on a bed of presents. So let's scatter some presents on the altar and mm. I guess put Father Christmas on top of it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I think that's what we need to do. Well, it doesn't sound yeah. good. It sounds like what we're going to need to do. Okay. You uh, you do so. 
from the uh, from the floor at the base of the altar, a voice drifts up. Up, sorry, went to the accent a bit earlier there. It drifts up, not up. Now that our ritual... No, now, now I've lost the accent. It's, because, it's because he's attached to the fireplace, that's why. That's why the accent is. He's, he's hung on the fireplace, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that our ritual is almost woven, you'll must summon... I sound like something from the League of Gentlemen. <laughs> You must summon the fearful Cloven. No, <coughs> not doing that no more. Uh, can someone take him off the hook? Is Cloven the plural of cloves? Um, no, it means it's it's been cleaved, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyways, it's, it's an adjective, Ben. <laughs> that's, an, that's another <laughs> forward. Uh, now that our ritual is almost woven, ye must summon the fearful Cloven. The standing stones will be of good use. In unison, your chant you must let loose to call the horned hounds of the wild hunt to wreak their revenge on this fat old man. <laughs> <laughs> but what is our chant? Yes. The standing stones. Can we take a look at the, um, the smaller standing stones, please, Dom? Uh, so, uh, excluding the chimney. Yep, okay. So there are nine stones. Um, they form the rest of the circle. They're all about 10 foot tall, roughly hewn and extremely weather worn. Do you want to look at any, do you want, if you want to look at um, any of them close up, I'll need to know which ones you're looking at. If we start, uh, if we say that the chimney is 12 o'clock, then there are nine hours around this clock. So go from one, one to nine clockwise. Can we start at one, please? Uh, yes. Um, examining it. Um, you can see that carved into the stone are the words now runner. And number two. Number two says now cavorter. And number, th- oh, sorry. Number three, please. Number three says now proud stepper. Jamie's smiling like a nose where it's going. Number four, please. Number four says and she fox. And FOX. Uh, yes. No, I'm not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not doing the accent. No, no, yeah. Oh, she fucks. She fucks all right. Uh, never mind Mrs. Uh, Claus. <laughs> sir? Number, number five. I'm just going to go through them. Number five says, on the falling star. Number six says, on lust sprite. Number seven says, on thunder. Number eight says, and lightning. And the final ninth stone says, also clown nose. And this one is, this stone is uh, visibly much newer than the others. So if I'm not mistaken, these are alternative names for Santa's reindeer. Runner oh. is Dasher. Cavorta is Dancer. The Fancy Step is Prancer. She Fox is Vixen. Um, I didn't get the rest of them. Uh, I'm falling star. falling star. Comet. Jamie, you know th- La, uh, lust sprite, cupid, uh, thunder, thunder is or dunder, lightning, blitzen, and clown nose is Rudolph. Rudolph. <laughs> Interesting. So on on thunder is so is thunder one of the um is one of the reindeer? It's don donder or donna, don donna like don, the kebab. Uh, yeah, just like the yeah. kebab. It's... We're relatable on this podcast. <laughs> and sorry, what was... Uh, Let's bring it down. Stepper. You know what I mean? Uh, proud Stepper, Dasher, Dasher, Prancer. Oh, of course, yes. From your head um, comes the words, We are, sh- are running short on time. Do you want to hear again my rhyme? 
oh, we have to chant it. So maybe we all say it together. Yeah. So it'll have to be the on. It'll have to be the on. So, da, 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 da. so now, now, it's now, 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 and on, 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 and also. That we get each of the, the names. We do it to a tune so that we can keep rhythm. Uh, what tune? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's about um to YMCA? That's. <laughs> Best intro ever, and then and then. Are we doing it to the chorus or from the beginning? First or chorus? Oh shit! From from now, Dasha, now dance. Yeah, let's do from let's do from the chorus. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, go. Now, Dasha, now dance. Now proud. Now and and also Rudolph and, and Rudolph. Oh, shit. Okay, that could have been smoother. Okay, it's horrible. What was lightning again? Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to accept that. <laughs> your chant, your chant echoes cacophonously into the night but it's the thought that counts and you hear a rumbling in the north horns sound high above you raising the hair on your arms and loosening your bowels charging across the sky comes a cavalcade of hunters fur clad giants astride mighty heaving horses leading the hunt are nine monstrous beasts their gnarled hooves trample the air Dark furred flanks sweat with night mist. Gleaming red eyes shine beneath sharp, twisting antlers. Their muscled necks stretch as their fanged maws let out haunting screams. The reindeer pull away from the hunt and descend rapidly toward the hilltop. The snow steams as they land and gallop towards you. Their leader led himself by the blood-red glow of his nose. They make straight for the prone figure of Father Christmas, and their revenge is brutal. Sharp, branching horns tear his jolly clothes into tatters. Giant teeth rip viciously into his belly like a bowl full of jelly. (laughs) Even in his drugged stupor, he begins to moan, but powerful hooves stamp on his head until his quaint half-moon spectacles are lost somewhere within the crushed, splattered ruin. The virginal white of the clearing becomes one with the red of the old man's costume. The reindeer continue their bloody assault until what lies beneath them looks like Boxing Day leftovers. (laughs) The deer snort and rear and scream upwards, then leap back into the sky and are gone. You hear a rustling sound in the snow from the foot of the altar. It seems that the head is gesturing towards something that you picked up. What is it? What have you picked up? What, what have I picked up? What have you picked up? I don't know. You tell me. Apart from a what? sense of just horror. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, have a look through your inventory in the chat. Oh, the last thing you picked up. Oh, uh, my God, it was Mrs. Claus's note. Uh, oh, it's a thermos. Or his baubles. 
<laughs> the the head says, Dost ye not think that proud tree looks bare? Look at the scrap of paper that you found down there. We need something special at the top. It's going to be Santa's head. Or The head says, uh, sorry, Gwyneth says, <laughs> What we have here, I think will do fine. Father's got it in him to decorate our pine. Oh, no. We're going to use Santa's intestines as tinsel, his baubles as baubles, etc. Maybe. This sounds like the kind of shit that Gwyneth what is are bows? Yeah, what are his bows? His hair? His beard? I guess. And then something special. Well, <laughs> we all know what that is. Can we, can we rummage through Santa's remains? Yeah, sure. What are you looking for? I guess something special, and I suppose... Of sufficient mass to top a tree. I kind of, I, I think, in my, my head, in my head, it's looking like Boxing Day soup at the moment. I don't want to. Oh no, there, there's definitely uh, there's chunks and bits. You know, <laughs> okay. Um, this could be the the leftover ham plate, or maybe you didn't pick the turkey clean. There's definitely a lot of cranberry, but it's a real mix. I think something special is very subjective. Okay, so for tin, so I, for tinsel, then um, it's going to be Santa's intestines, surely. I think so. Okay. Drip that around. Uh, what? Ben, do you want to get in on this? Uh, well, we'll take Santa's like bubbles and I hang swear them on he's the tree. moved his chair further away. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that as well. It's like Ben wants to distance himself from this this whole thing. <laughs> Merry Christmas, kids. We just fucked up Santa. <laughs> and it gets worse. <laughs> just wondering when the gingerbread come in. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll take his bubbles and uh, and add them to the to the tree. Okay, so we've got uh, his. You've, you've slung his intestines around around the tree, and you've hung baubles from the tree as well. Correct? Bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for bows, are there any are there any lengths of tendon remaining? Um, yeah, there's tendons hard to destroy. There's quite a bit of that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll tie some of those in bows and hang them around the tree. Okay. I guess his hat would be quite special. It would be. Oh. Like actual Santa's hat. Yeah, that's very that's, special. That's symbolic. Yeah, I was expecting you to say his dong or something like that, so that's good. I'm glad you went there. <laughs> that feels like it should go under the tree. <laughs> that's a gift for all of us. Have a look under the, under the lower branches. Oh, got wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, um, what are you doing at the top of the tree? Uh, placing Santa's hat on the top of the tree. Okay. You you take a couple of minutes doing this. <laughs> Perpetrating. You, you step back from with dripping hands from the viscera-strewn tree. That cosy living room couldn't feel further away right now. However, something in the cold air seems to be changing. The impenetrable black of the sky above you seems to be closer. Something begins to take shape in the clearing before you. The chill in the air becomes flesh. The hilltop wind becomes hair. The ancient pines make limbs and the snowflakes make flashing eyes. The mother stands before you. She looks into the tired souls of each of you, then moves to the tree. 
The sound of her sniffing is a rabbit in the undergrowth. Suddenly, she is moving quickly around the tree, grabbing morsels of flesh and gobbling them down. Once she is sated, she stands straight and slowly raises her arms. Her howl of triumph sounds like an apocalyptic gale. The night comes down to retrieve her. Ben, have you thought of a pun? Is <laughs> no, no, I've just thought, you know those things outside garages? <laughs> Wacky, waving, inflatable tube man. Yes, thank you. So my severed head is Gwyneth Paltrow, and um, the mother is a wacky, waving, inflatable tube man. Ben Lavery. Vibe the assassin. Night, <laughs> the knight comes down to pick up the wacky, the pagan... Prehistoric, wacky, waving, inflatable tube woman. And she is once again one with the blackness. The dark sky splits and white light drips through the rent, illuminating the hilltop in an ethereal glow. Figures in furs and robes emerge from the trees, whooping and singing, and start dancing around the stone circle. Gwyneth grins at you, tears leaking from her single, his, its single milky eye. <laughs> Humanity's love for that fawning pretender worried the mother and worse, did offend her. But thanks to your efforts, a new year will dawn. But thanks to your efforts, a new year will dawn. After your acts of reverence, a new pact is born. You've pleased the mother and set things aright. To all, a merry modronite, and to all, a good night. And congratulations, you solved my, my festive puzzle. Hey! <laughs> With one minute 44 to spare. Nice. Oh, Wait, nice. Right. That was cracking. <clears throat> Thoroughly enjoyed that. That was horrific. <laughs> so what, what's modronite? Is, is this a thing? So... Um, it is a thing, but we only know about it from one Roman writer, and he basically just says, oh, those those crazy British people, it, they thought Christmas was modronit, or modronit, it's spelt different ways. Um, it's Old English for Night of the Mothers, obviously, or Mother's Night, which again is ambiguous, because it doesn't mean multiple mothers. Is it like Maiden Mother Crone, mm. or does it mean the night of the mother, which is how I took it, because it's um, easier to write about. Um, I mean, it's probably like, you know, it happened at the solstice, so it's probably about New Year, uh, the cycle of things, beginning, middle, end, uh, spring, summer, winter, um, farrow, growing, harvest. Um, but no one knows. Um, the Romans like to say it was about sacrifice because they said that about everything about the, the poor native British who just really liked trees. Um, so that's about all we know. Uh, though that's the, there's only one reference to it. Um, Yule is a bit more complex and a bit too Norse. So there's a lot to go into there. So I went with Modronict because I can't be proven wrong. Nice. Modronict, the, the feast where we celebrate the evisceration of Santa Claus. He's an imposter. The mother came first. What's this father? This is the patriarchy taking over <laughs> British history. String the fucker up and decorate our tree with his entrails. I say, Jamie, you were nodding at a few points during Dom's descriptions as well. Do you want to throw in any uh, any old god pagan history 
you know, to pepper. Do you know what? Sad, sadly, my knowledge of uh, of of religions and faiths and folklore on this side of the uh, of the continent is pretty scant. Give me give me deserts and pyramids, then I'm I'm your man. But anything in the homelands, I'm like, ah, uh, you live that's here. here. Because all, I was going to say, all of the best British folklore comes from comes from from Wales or or Scotland, and a little bit of Cornwall. But you know, they're pretty much. They're not really. It's like Wales too, Cornwall. There's a lot of um, interesting stuff in in England as well, but I think it's gotten a, lost a lot quicker. Well, we we so you think yeah, the March of Progress was... sort of eradicated it all, didn't it? Because it was very uh, unfashionable. Romans, you, then Victorians, if, so on. Mm. If you that's go how back... history happened, right? It was the Romans and the Victorians. Just a big big blink, and then yeah. <laughs> oh, and of course, actually, England was just picking grounds for pretty much every invader coming in so the vikings the french so it was like fuck fuck whatever your fucking thing is we we worship this baguette and it's a pretty I mean, cool yes, baguette. But, but most of our good folklore does come from the norse so that's fair you know they they would those invaders gave us gave us something good at least you know what about pagan cheese druids they they had a lot to say tyromancy <laughs> that's called tyromancy is um divination using cheese curds no, I, this is some magic shit yeah. I could get behind. It actually is. It's, I mean, tyromancy literally means cheese magic, but it's where they would do divination with cheese curds. I want to be... Because a... you can do divination with anything. You know, you can do it with a flip coin. You can do it with opening a book and finding a random word because it's all bullshit. Or because if you believe it, then it's meant to be. I want to be a cheese um, wizard. That's why... That's my new Christmas I wish. I want right. to be a cheese wizard. Tyromancer sounds amazing. Uh, but then I actually interrupted you. You you like you're on the cusp of saying something interesting, and I completely plowed on because I'm drunk at this point. <laughs> you Ben? You, oh, you sorry. Like... Well, I was only going to say that uh, Slake. I had a look up of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been bothering you that <laughs> long. Wait, hold on. You, but you don't know the difference between noun and adverb, so you're going to come in and say it's actually quicklime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it, it's uh, so slack is like uh, to, to, to to slack or to slacken. So so it's to, to slacken your thirst. Oh, oh to relax oh. hunger kind of thing. So, so, so you're telling me it's old English? Uh, it it comes from the old late old English uh, Slesian. Perfect. See there we Although go. I the did that C, on purpose. I think is is uh, probably a K sound. I can't remember my old English. It's not just a misspelling of snake. No, to snake your first. Snake, It'll be very... snake your first. I need to snake my first, so maybe we should uh, tie this off. That sounds good. I need a wee. That's what I mean. I need to thirst my snake. I don't know. There was something in there. Um... Take it away, MC. Well, I'm MC. You're MC. I'm, I'm DJ. Oh, what? We're MC <laughs> and DJ. <laughs> Why have we not started a band? Do we have a... Uh, yeah, do we, do we have a, a we song? Have no, we have no musical... Whose initials are whatsoever. producer? You guys should be on a podcast together. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all your favorite apps, feeds on iTunes, and at our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Twitter and Facebook at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, why not do us a Christmas solid and leave us a... <laughs> You know what? I always have a Christmas solid as well. People say don't drink enough in the day, and then the thing is, I have a lot of rich wrote, food. So when I wrote that, I meant it in the completely innocuous, innocuous <laughs> way, and then reading it back, I was like, 
No, I yeah. have to restress this. Yeah. That's, that's, that's more of a Boston Day affair for me usually. Like six, six a.m. Yeah. Christmas Sunday. Drink plenty of water this Christmas, listeners. So let me restate this. Up your fiber. I want you. I want you to sit down and do me a solid, and then get your phone and leave us a review on iTunes, etc., as it really helps us reach new ears. If you're feeling really festive. Then why not Very join specific our fetish. Patreon? <laughs> you will find a link to our Patreon in the episode description. Probably. I don't write that. Um, and we guarantee that by joining, your soul will not be torn apart by demons for eternity. We love you lots and lots. <laughs> <laughs> that was the least sincere that I've ever, ever sounded. We have anybody's mouth ever. All right. Okay. Hold on. Let me try. I could hear you sincere. actively measuring how much you love people. <laughs> you. I mean. Okay. Let, let's get serious now. You. You guys. Right now. Listening to my voice. Besides these three jokers, um, laughing in uh, away from their mics. You guys. Um. You guys are, are really important to us because without you, we we could do this, but it would be so much more of a sad affair and our friends would get concerned. Um, you guys are important to this whole thing. Without you, this thing is nothing. And we really appreciate that you're listening. Um, and we'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Wait, I said that earlier. Oh, I didn't. I said Mojanik. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Bye. Okay. <laughs> I think I was muted. <laughs> <laughs>